You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Good shot. A fine shot and a great hundred, that. You'll see a lot of hundreds in test cricket, but you won't see too many gutsier ones than that. Nine for 198. Kim Hughes, a level 100. And there haven't been too many innings for teams where a player has dominated so much. That's not bad, Badge, is it? He's made a hundred out of 198 runs scored for the Aussie team, and they're nine for. There you go. That was a good knock, not an 182. What a champion. Against the Windies. Uh, Kim Hughes, our Aussie interview of the month. It's important to buy Australian right now. Look for the logo to be sure it's Aussie. Kim Hughes, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Yep, look, it's fantastic to be with you. And can, do you want to play it again? <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you a copy of it. How good was it to hear, hey, Kim, how good was it to hear Richie again, though? I mean, like, to hear Richie call you hitting 100 against Please. the Windies in their prime, that must give you chills. You know, it, it does. And look, I, I saw, I commentated for the ABC just on radio when the West Indies played in Perth, and they were embarrassing. And it's it's sad to see where West Indies cricket is at the moment when you consider that in the sort of the start of the mid, uh, sort of latter part of the 70s, into the 80s and all that sort of thing, they were the best side in the world. And possibly, I, I've always felt the best side that's ever played the game because no one's ever had four great fast bowlers and then you put in some scrubbers like Greenwich and Haynes and Larry Gomes and Bib Richards and Clive Lloyd wow. <laughs> and Jeff Dujon um, they'd, they'd walk into any team in any uh, environment. They, look, they were the great days and it's just a pity uh, where uh, West Indies and even South African cricket I know they've lost you know, four or five absolute stars you know, uh, Fatu Plessis and uh, uh, Amla um, and Jacques Cullis and people like that yeah. uh, over the last four or five years. But uh, they've, they've been, and, and really, you know, what Australian fans, yeah, we want to see our side win, but you also want to see some decent competition. Yeah. Um, yeah. And with the exception of maybe a, the, the young Norsky, the, the, uh, the, the quick bowler who bowls at 150 plus, he, he looks a real fine prospect. Rabada's been disappointing. Um, Bavumba, you know, has been steady and poor old uh, uh, Dean Elgar, the captain. And it's one of those things when you need it most, you get it least. Mm. And when things are going your way, you get the rub of the green, someone drops a catch. Poor old Edgar, the, the, the way he got out uh, in Melbourne, sort of tickled one down leg side. You're thinking he must have run over about five black cats. That's what happens yeah. in sport at times. Yeah, well, and, and you're talking about that um, Nor- Nokia 
bowling and he's just he's he's ripping yeah. into him 150 k's now. And you before we talk about today's game, I just want to go back to that those windy sides you you faced and uh, you know the incredible bowling of likes of Roberts and Holding and uh, and Co. Um, you face them that yep. sort of speed without a helmet. Yeah. How was that when you look back on it? Yeah, well, uh, well, I remember being in the state senior squad at the age of 16. And in those days, you had the U-boot side pad, which was half an inch thick, <laughs> the old green pimple gloves. <laughs> I'm nearly 69, so they were then. Yeah. And you had the old pink plastic protector. And I can remember facing Dennis Lilly in the nets, mad terror way, and he was running downhill and sort of with the sea breeze behind him. And as it sort of, you know, a cannon into the back fence, embedded itself into the wire, and I was getting, I remember the first time I faced him, and I got it out, and I had a smile on my face, thinking I'm trying to be nice and helpful. He thought I was being a smart ass, and uh, <laughs> uh-huh. when the ball missed my head, he said, Sorry, so I missed your head, you curly headed person, which I won't <laughs> say on radio. Uh. <laughs> but, you know, we're, and particularly in Perth, where we could all play well off the back foot, because good bowlers didn't bowl to you. And, and I faced the quickest bowler of them all before I got injured was Jeff Thompson. And mm. he was uh, the quickest by five to eight yards quicker than anybody or kilometres per hour until he got injured. And then he wasn't quite the same. But uh, so, you know, when the West Indies came along, uh, people like Graham Wood and Bruce Laird and, and myself, you, you know, we, we'd played a lot at the Wacker where you did play well off the back foot and, and you needed to play the really good quicks off the back foot. Otherwise, you wouldn't hang on to your head too often. And they don't, didn't bowl too many up ollies. No. <laughs> Not that I can remember. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it, it really has gone in favour of the batsmen a lot now, hasn't it? And we just were talking about a little bit earlier today. You know, it's a pretty flat pitch there, it seems, at the, uh, at the SCG. And the moment things may have swung for the bowlers with that the light getting a bit dimmer, they, they go off. What's your, what are your thoughts on the... They're losing so much play today before the weather, the well, bad weather set in, but the, the light call. Yeah, well, you, you know, poor old Lavashane, mind you, he, he, he faced the West Indies and Smith over here, and I could have gone out and got runs against them. Their field settings <laughs> were pathetic and their yeah. endeavour. So, you know, what did he get 200 and then, uh, well, whatever it was, it was an absolute truckload. You'll never get easier. But he got a brute of a ball from Norskia, you know, uh, and, and then they went off. So you, you sit back and you think, well, if, if you went off one ball later, um, what was, you know, was it any different to what was one ball earlier? Um, so I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't quite fathom that. And certainly Lavashane would be saying, well, for God's sake, you know, and it's only because he got out. Mm. that I think they then thought, oh, well, we'll go off. Well, Lavashane would be, he'd be filthy, about that, so uh, but they've got all the Geiger counters or the whatever it is the the light counters to do um, you know to have have a look at that. But um, I'm convinced that they only came off simply because well it was a wicket and it was a brute of a ball. Yeah, I mean Lavashane just couldn't do anything about it. But you've got to give credit to the bowler on a pretty flat uh, deck. But you know that was the good thing about you know you had a good quick wicket in Perth. Melbourne early days were really up and down. You know, the wicket was not very good. Um, and Sydney, traditionally, has always been um, some help for the spinners on the fourth and fifth day. And, and maybe the best cricket wicket of all 
was, I felt, is, was in Adelaide, where, you know, if you got in early, it gave the bowlers some good assistance, and then it developed in a really good batting wicket for that second and maybe third day. And, and then the bowlers' marks would rough up, and the spinners and the mm. ball would keep a bit low. So it, bought, it seemed to bring in all facets of bowling, and it also you know, made you work early uh, from batting, and then you, once you got in, you felt you were in. And then on that last day or two, as Warney showed, as only he could do, you, you know, you, you, know um, you were a chance to get knocked over. Um, so th- that's what different wickets, I think, should do. Um, and they're getting better with the dropping wickets uh, rather than being just flat decks, which are uh, blinking yeah. boring. Kid, what's the answer, though, like, to bad light? I mean, we're in a day and age, and even Steve Waugh has made comments this afternoon that we've got to find some sort of solution because we're, we're, we're competing for eyeballs in sport now. And to keep going on and off when, when the light's a little bit dodgy. I mean, we have lights at these amazing stadiums. Why can't we just well, can continue we use to the play? Pink, pink ball all, all That's the That's right. Tests. You know, if, if, if the light meter gets to a certain level, let's bring the pink ball in or something so we don't disrupt play. <laughs> you don't like that? Well, the pink ball test match in Adelaide suits Adelaide. It's absolutely fantastic with the you know, outside the back of the grounds, you know, with all the entertainment area for the spectators. It just seems to suit it. But I, I, I certainly wouldn't be for changing a red ball into a pink ball, um, you, you know. But I, I just think the umpires, uh, it, it looked bad today simply because they went off as soon as someone got out. Now, if he hadn't have got out, or the other thing was, if the others were bowling at their pace, there wouldn't have been a problem. Because Lavashane um, and, um, you, you know, they, they were going, well, Lavashane particularly, he was, you know, he was going to run a ball after lunch and, and was batting really, really well. And we, when we finished at two for about 140 or 150. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, uh, yeah, I know you're competing for eyeballs, but let's face it, uh, you know, quite frankly... Uh, South Africa have been unbelievably disappointing and the West Indies have been, well, they, they wouldn't have beaten most states second 11. Right, so yeah. something needs to be done there. The ICC need to put some, put some money into cricket academies, into the islands, uh, into South Africa. And that's where the IPL, for all its worth, has now got a 2020 competition in South Africa. And that hopefully will capture the youngsters, um, you know, imagination and think, well, okay, I'd like to play that to start with. Like a David Warner started off in the in the 2020 um, and then developed into, well, you know, just one of our most outstanding players that's ever played the game in any era. So, um, you know, we can't have national cricket competition where only you've got Australia, England, New Zealand always competitive and India. There's got to be more to that. And, guys, I think the West Indies come out and play two test matches next year. Yeah, they do. Again, year, in yeah. our summer. Mm. So, you know, so, uh, Jesus, if you were there and uh, one of your key clients gave you the fourth and fifth day tickets, you know you're not that very important to their business. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> because it won't be lasting that long. We'll have to play under 19s. <laughs> uh, we shouldn't be... Yeah, we shouldn't be too harsh on. Hey, um, there's a couple of other things that are floating around, and one of them is, um, man cat. Did you ever get man catted when you were playing? 
No, well, well, I tell you what happened was um, I was playing. I actually it was my first game as captain. I took over from Graham Yellow in Perth, and I was throwing some balls to one of our guys in the nets, and I trod on the ball, did my ankle, so I wasn't out on the field. But there was, I think, pretty sure if my memory's right, Sikander Buck was batting with Asif Iqbal, who was an unbelievable player. Sikander was number 11. And, mate, he was running down the wicket before Alan Hurst was bowling. And he'd been given a warning, and he was leaving well and truly before what we saw last night Mm. with Zampa. Um, So, anyway, he got man-catted, you know. But he was given a warning, and he was three or four yards out of his crease because... Asif Iqbal was uh, manoeuvring the, 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 the strike really, really well. And it was important that we, you know, we try and get access to the other number 11, who was a real number 11. Um, and then what happened was our blokes went out to, I think it was Rick Darling and Graham Wood went out to bat. It might have been Andrew Hilditch. And uh, anyway, a ball was hit down the fine leg and the ball came in to sort of a square leg, just thrown in. Our blokes weren't running. And then square leg threw it to Safraz, who was the bowler. He was halfway back to his mark. And I'm pretty sure it was Andrew Hilditch caught the ball as just to help out and then threw it to Safraz. Well, he appealed. Oh. And poor old Digger, I'm pretty sure, as Andrew got, got the ball. We weren't too happy about But anyway, no. we won the game. Yeah, so wow. both not really in the spirit they of the had game. Zahira Bass. No, and I mean, last night's uh, thing was, you know, he was well and, you know, he, he wasn't in his delivery stride. He was already past it. Um, because if you really wanted to, you could almost run out anybody. Um, not so much in a test match because they're not hearing up and down and all that sort of thing. But certainly in, um, you know, the shorter version T20, of the game. Yeah. And, uh, but that's where, in the T20, uh, especially the well, anywhere you know they're running up and down like like um, like bloody scared rabbits, and uh, but all you've got to do is say, listen, don't, don't leave your crease too early. And clearly, last night uh, Rogers didn't leave his crease too early, and Zampa sort of got through his bowling action and then took the bails off, which was pretty ordinary. But Rogers had the last laugh because he ended up with five bucks. Yeah, so uh, yeah, fired him up, didn't it? <laughs> sometimes you do those sorts of things. It, 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 sometimes you sometimes you do those things and the bites you on the bum. So um, yeah, it's uh, but the other man catting is um, yeah, it's not within the spirit of the game. But if someone is warned and the umpire hears it, you know, and then the umpire just got to say, "Listen, mate, don't leave, otherwise you'll pay the price." And if you're dumb enough to leave before he's in his delivery stride, well, you deserve to be resolved because you're cheating. Instead yeah. of running 22, you're running 20 or 19. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But hey, it doesn't look good. Tim, we've got to go um, in a second. Yeah. Just very quick. I was going to talk to you about the, the Alan Border doco, my story, which you're in a lot. In, uh, but I've t- oh, I just yeah. haven't, I haven't got enough time to run through yeah. that. I just want to give you a quick question. Stu from the Gold Coast has uh, sent us a text on 0457 yes. 736 736. Can you ask him who was the most difficult bowler he faced? Well, the quickest bowler was certainly Tomo before he got injured. Um, but the, the most difficult bowler, I didn't face much of was a Macram. He was just mm. started as I finished. But the, the most difficult was Malcolm Marshall. 
Um, and oh, that was pretty good, boys. Just before yeah. you go, they had holding crop Garner and Roberts. Then <laughs> Roberts gave it away, and Malcolm Marshall had been in the reserves just as a tourist for two years. Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. And he <laughs> could run from five or eight yards and bowl a million with a, about five eleven, not six foot twenty-five, and get the ball to come in at you. But he was uh, he was the best that I faced um, on all sorts of wickets. Um, so we were pretty happy that Andy gave it away, and along came a scrubber called Malcolm Marshall. Oh, wow. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And then, uh, you, you, you know, and then Curtly Ambrose. So <laughs> Courtney yeah. Walsh. They just kept coming. It was a production I wish line. I could find, yeah, well, <laughs> they, 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 it was, but the goodness, the the ones they've got today, uh, wouldn't carry their bags. It's yeah, sad. Fair enough. Kim, we've got to let you go. I could ta- I could chat to you all night. We sit off the top of the show. You're one of my heroes growing up. Uh, when I was playing backyard cricket and people are sending through their thoughts on their cricketing heroes. You, yeah. played, you played 70 tests for Australia, 97 ODIs. You captained the mm. Aussies in 28 tests. It's been a pleasure and an honour having you on Sports Day tonight. Well, it's great to be with you, and it's always exciting for a Western Australian to be helping out you blokes in New South Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kim Hughes. Thanks, Thanks for your time. There he goes, Kim Hughes. One of the greats of Australian cricket. Imagine facing Malcolm Would it be four o'clock in the morning over there? What time it is it in? Ah, it is. Yeah, it's about, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But uh, what a great great honour to have him on the show. We better go to a break. Uh, We could talk to him all night. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Back in a moment. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon.